everyone, and thank you for joining me for today's podcast. Now, I've been teaching for well over a decade now, and in that time, I've supported countless medics, vets, dentists, biomed students, biological sciences undergraduates, and a whole host of other applicants with their personal statements for university. Some have been truly fantastic and undoubtedly would have helped them in securing offers for their first choice destination. Some have left a lot to be desired, let's say. Not outright terrible, but just missing the core purpose of the personal statement and what it's meant to be. I mean, the clue is in the name, something personal. Some statements that I've read have are so detached, so based on opinion and just random fact, that anything unique to the applicant is just totally missing. So this podcast is all about me giving you my top tips for writing the personal statement. I'm going to be making reference to medicine to give the podcast a framework, but the things I'm saying really do apply for lots of different courses. There's lots of information out there already about general structure of the statement, how the whole uh, UCAS process works, for example, and that's not really what I want to go into as such. Yes, I, I will make reference to certain elements of structure, but this is more of a collection of tips and things to avoid mistakes that I've seen past students make which hopefully if you're about to write a statement yourself will save you some time in rewrites and edits. The most important thing to remember with all of this is that the personal statement is yours and yours only. The more people you ask to help and look at it the more differing opinions you'll get and trust me that can be hard to manage. You have to be happy with what you send off ultimately, because the final decisions rest with you and you alone. But if you're willing to take on board advice and criticism, then this podcast might just get you thinking. So let's start with tip number one. Explaining why you want to follow a career in medicine. You see, here's the thing. You don't need to explicitly write this at the start of your personal statement. It's something which you're more than likely going to be asked in an interview. So you don't need to say, I want to do medicine because. I mean, you absolutely can and should suggest why a career in medicine might be appealing. But this is where you can refer to the challenge it presents in forming differential diagnoses, using logic to determine the cause of something, being able to make critical judgments and decisions regarding actual medicines that a patient may be taking. Having that overall holistic overview of the patient, that's what is important. What universities often read, though, is that their applicant wants to read medicine because they had an ill family member or friend or they themselves were a patient and now they have this burning desire to do medicine and help people. Well, you know what? That is fine. And when explained in a more clinical, matter-of-fact way, it can make for an acceptable introduction. But my question would be this. How did you view a career in medicine before said illness? If your parents, friend or you weren't ill or hadn't gone through the trauma that you had endured, would you still be interested in this course? I have read countless personal statements where people have written that this experience made them want to study medicine. Now, whilst that may be true, it just reads badly in my opinion you're actively suggesting that the interest wasn't there beforehand medicine draws a very particular type of individual 
You need to show that keen interest hasn't just come about, but was always there. I should know. As I've spoken about at length in another podcast, I left a career in medicine. And so did many of my friends. Because that desire, that drive, wasn't there. They had an academic interest at best. Equally, you don't need to add the line, and so that's why I want to read medicine. They know that, otherwise you wouldn't be wasting your time writing out a personal statement and filling in a UCAS form for something you don't want to be doing. Forget saying those meaningless lines. Which leads me on to tip number two. Just so you know, I have about ten top tips or so. So number two, avoid opinions. Or, well, not necessarily all opinions, but just including plenty of them. This is honestly one of the most irritating things to have to correct when editing someone's personal statement. If you say, I think this is X, Y, Z, and this is also X, Y, Z, and isn't it interesting how X, Y, Z, it's just, so what? Like, really, so what? The next application form the admission tutors could read literally could say the exact same thing. Opinion is fine when mentioned in context of something personal to you. But my golden rule is this. And if there's only one thing you take away from this podcast, let it be this. If someone else can say something you're about to write, then don't write it. That's it. Simple. If someone else can make the same point, give the same opinion about the same random fact about the heart or how fascinating stem cells are or how great this book is, then it's not overly personal, is it? Now, linked to this idea is tip number three. Don't write a story. If you've already written the statement and you're listening to this podcast, then go through and take out every phrase and every sentence where you've written, I then did this, I then decided to do that, I then was lucky enough to, etc. I enjoyed this, so then that made me go and read this. This isn't a story. It's a piece of academic writing. The personal statement needs to be written with a professional tone. It's not a diary recounting all the events that led you to this point. This is a bit of a tricky one to nail, so don't worry if your statement sounds a bit like this. It's totally normal in the first couple of drafts, you write. And yes, I said couple of drafts. I mean, I usually help students with draft number 9 and number 10. Don't expect to, to, don't expect to magic this thing out in just one or two goes, and if you do, then good job. I also referred to, uh, just a few moments ago, I said I was lucky enough to. That's one thing people don't like to read as well, lucky enough, because particularly when it comes to work experience, a lot of people, yes, you may have been lucky, but a lot of things are just kind of expected, particularly of medical applicants, that you will see this and will see that and will have certain work experience under your belt. So try and avoid lucky as a word if you can. My next tip relates to what you're actually studying. A-levels, or the IB, or BTECs, or any other qualifications. You'd be amazed at how many students try to, it almost seems like, hide the fact that they are studying them. I say hide, which, let me explain. I don't mean to say that they are actively neglecting to mention anything about what they're studying, but it just seems to be one area that, that students don't really want to include in their personal statement, as if it's not important. Universities know that you were a student, 
And more importantly, they know what topics you will or will soon learn about. So say that your studies into X, Y, Z, link with whatever. Link it to a thing that you've actually done, a skill that you have. Or say that you're particularly keen to learn about X moving forward, as that will help you bridge connections between certain areas or develop your understanding of something. Basically, just remember to make reference to what you are actually learning about. And that brings me on to tip number five. Remember what you are applying for. You are not, and I repeat, not applying to be a doctor or a vet or a pharmacist or anything else. You are applying to be a student again, just at another institution. And you need to really remember that you're applying to be a student again. So don't say that you want to become a doctor to save the world. Don't say that you want to help to cure disease or tackle poverty or inequality. You're applying to be a student. So what they want to see in your applications is not that you desperately want to help people. That's obvious. And saying it honestly makes you sound really naive. What they want to know are the skills that you have. What you're going to bring to the table as such. This is my tip number six. The whole of your personal statement should be focused on skills that you have developed, skills that you have acquired through all of your experiences. Universities want capable undergraduates. If you tell them your opinion on something, then fine, but what can they do with that? Ask any person involved at your school or college with university admissions, the head of sixth form, head of careers, etc., and they will tell you exactly the same thing. For example, I uh, personally run a dissection club every month. Saying that you attend is one thing, but why not say that it's allowed you to develop your appreciation of anatomical form and develop your surgical skills? I also run uh, medical seminars as part of a programme called MedSem. Now, you could be listening, or you could be someone listening rather, who attends them, and you, you may want to make reference to a session that you enjoyed, saying that you found something that I particularly mentioned fascinating but instead why not say that you attend medical seminars to go beyond the A-level specifications for example as you enjoy broadening your knowledge on a variety of topics. Hopefully you can see where I'm going with this. It's absolutely fine also to refer to things that you intend to do or skills that you hope to develop in the future. Now that could be by attending a workshop or even just taking an online course provided it's relevant and written about in a purely academic manner then it really is just as valid and adds just as much to your statement tip number seven many students by this point will have written some form of academic research or project now that could be an epq or a symposium, as my own school refers to it as, every place might give it a different name. It might not even be something official run through your institution. You might have simply carried out your own research into an area of interest. A few years ago, I remember reading a phenomenal statement that made reference to a personal blog that that candidate had written. They would read articles and summarise them and even write their own for people to comment on and all were readily accessible online. Now this 
is something very specific to refer to. And I'm not saying that everyone needs to now go out there and write a blog or start writing their own articles. But any form of research that you do, you should comment on in your personal statement. But don't simply say that you did it or that you found fact A, B, C interesting from it. Again, it comes back to skills. Say that you are now well versed in reading academic literature. You appreciate the need for peer reviews. You've developed skills in referencing source material, producing a bibliography. Remember, you're not yet applying to do the dream job. You're applying to be a student. And these skills are more than just desirable for undergraduates. They're critical. I recommend a website called FutureLearn to my own students. It's a site where you have access to free university-run courses on a huge range of topics from anatomy to general health and well-being, pathology to pandemics. It's quite impressive just how many courses you can find. Work is assessed by actual supervisors and you can get a certificate at the end, but typically you would need to pay for that. So I, I personally would skip that part. Enrolling on a university-based course not only sounds impressive, but it's something tangible that you have done done in your own free time, in preparation if you like, for being an undergraduate student. Tip 8. Have you read a book related to medicine or whichever course you're applying for? Then good for you. Perhaps you've watched a TED talk. Maybe you've listened to a podcast. I know, I know. This is all great and very typical for students to talk about in their personal statement. So, if you are going to mention them, remember not to tell a story. Instead of saying, I read this book or I found this topic interesting so decided to listen to a TED Talk. Firstly, a TED Talk. Just the one? I often see people write, I watched a TV show, for example. You're meant to be showing this lifelong or certainly long-term interest. And if it's not lifelong, it's certainly sufficient interest to warrant entering a lifelong profession. So mentioning a thing is not great. Equally, be careful about how you say it. Write smarter. So why not say uh, chapter five or whatever in Richard Dawkins' The Selfish Gene complemented my studies into epigenetics and the mechanisms of acetylation. And that inspired uh, me to attend a seminar on gene technology. Or perhaps you enjoy just keeping up to date with news and developments in the field of immunology and you watch TED Talks to do so. Now, I'm obviously just making up examples here. What you want to avoid is, I do this, I read this, I watch this. I think you get the point. Tip number nine. The first section uh, of the personal statement after the opening paragraph should be about work experience. And woven into that part would be details about your current qualifications, i.e. A-levels, IB subjects. What usually follows is a section about all the extra things that you've done to show how interested and committed you are. Now, in both of these sections, skills should be the primary focus. Then the next section is usually about hobbies and interests, extracurricular beyond the medical realm. Now, if possible... Try to relate things to the course you're applying for. So, let's say you play tennis. 
you're not likely going to need to serve an ace during a ward round. But think about all the things that you do and what they demonstrate or what they suggest about you as a person. Medical professionals need to work as part of a multidisciplinary team. So if, you're, if you are going to mention sporting achievements, then don't just say you ran the 100 metres quickly or that you're the best at hockey. Refer to the teamwork aspect. And if it is a solo sport, then talk about endurance and determination, desirable traits for budding doctors. If you mention musical prowess, again, don't just give the admission tutors random facts about you. Discuss it in the context of being able to maybe relax, to multitask whilst having difficult academic studies to manage at the same time. You could go a step further and say how, at university, you would like to continue your interest by joining Club X or being part of Group Y. What you do by writing in that manner is present yourself as a willing member of the university community, someone who will actively engage and someone who isn't all about and only about studies. The best doctors aren't the ones who sit and read anatomy textbooks 24-7, who don't leave their house and socialise. They're the well-rounded individuals, the ones who can show true empathy because they are used to developing social and meaningful relationships. And finally, tip number 10. Don't say anything controversial. Now, let's be clear here. You may have very strong feelings about certain political issues, or social issues. You might be anti-vaccination or pro-alternative medicine, and that's all fine. I'm not saying that it isn't. But do not, and again, I'll repeat, do not say anything in your personal statement that could in any way offend someone. Now, yes, nowadays it seems pretty easy to offend people, but you have no idea who is reading your statement. No idea who is ultimately making the decisions. Let me give you some real examples of where my own students have failed to heed this warning. So one past medic was very anti-Tory and everything that she believed they stood for. Okay, so what happens if someone with that political inclination reads the statement? Instantly you're on the back foot because you're stemming into dangerous territory. The personal statement is about what you can offer not what you think is wrong and needs fixing. That can come later down the line. I had one student many years ago now who put a line in about doctors trying too hard to cure people. They're obsessed with just curing people and they need to stop and just focus on palliative care instead. Not to be obsessed with treating all the time. Now, while she may have had a point to make, I did warn her that this line would cost her. Ultimately, the aim of medicine is to heal and treat. And she refused to take it out, despite my repeated warnings. Now, like I said at the start of this podcast, you can only advise. At the end of the day, the candidate must make their own choices. So I wasn't surprised when she got rejected by all of her universities. In fact, one of them gave her feedback, which she requested, and they made specific reference to that line. Now I hope this podcast has provided a little food for thought. The title refers to medical applicants but lots of the points I've raised are universal to most if not all degree courses. My final piece of advice to leave you on is this. Know your personal statement 
inside out. Everything is fair game at interview. Don't give too much away. Leave something for the interviewers to pick up on, to comment on, to question you about. Then, in effect, you're kind of on home turf. You can just divulge all the details you want, or wanted to include rather, in your original statement, but perhaps you didn't because of the word limit. If you said you did something, or went somewhere, or read something, enjoy something, be prepared to be grilled about it. I've recorded a separate podcast all about MMIs, the multiple mini-interviews that the majority of medical applicants have to face nowadays. So perhaps once you've written your personal statement and had it all signed off, you could have a listen to that podcast for some more tips and tricks for nailing that part of the application process. For anyone listening to this who is actively applying to universities and writing statements right now, I wish you all the very best of luck. Until next time.